0: No matter the industry, leaders need to hold these things dear. Who we serve, how we serve, why we serve. This is People, Process, Service, a frontline source group podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of People Process Service. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I have Bill Casco, President and CEO of Frontline Source Group here with me.
1: Bill, thanks for being here. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. You left me uh, hanging last week. I did,
0: and I very much apologize for that. That's all right. I was That's in the right. Northeast and it was we much got colder. through it.
1: Okay, nice. okay, good, good. Well,
0: I'm happy to be back. I'm um, very, very happy to be back. And our special guest today is Bobby Barajas, the Chief Revenue Officer at Guide IT. Bobby, thanks for being here today. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. 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 So, Bill, if this is the first episode that people are listening to, um, maybe they missed, they should probably go back and listen to our first one and listen to all of them up until this one, really. But let's give everybody a refresh on what this podcast is and what our goal with it is.
1: Absolutely. So the, the whole idea behind the podcast is that we built the company based on the belief of these three pillars. Of people, process, and service that you, you have the best people around you, but not only in work, but in life. Uh, and in order to achieve things or as you go through life, you, you add additional people to this group and, and you learn from this both in your professional and, and in your personal life. It makes a difference. And then the, the process that you live, the process that you, you go through, and it can be everything from, uh, raising your kids to, to work or, or, or to your daily activities or whatever it may be, but there's a process you you live through mm. that you you kind of are set in or that has allowed you to achieve the things uh, in life that you want or or not sometimes. And and again, that kind of relates back to even the people that, that help you through that process. And then the service portion of it is the service that you, you give in some way, whether it's giving back to the community or it's giving to work or it's giving to your family, whatever it may be. But we believe that when you have all three of those pillars aligning, uh, life should be good. And right. and we should be moving in the right direction. And when one of those three pillars is kind of out of whack, there's a, an issue with one that if you just can attack these things one at a time. And, and today we attack things or try to attack things many times that are multiples and uh, five and ten things at a time. And the reality is we really can only handle one thing at a time. When we need to handle these one at a time until we have that that equal side of things all the way across. And then we find that our life is is. Hopefully, much more fulfilling, and that you're moving forward. And so, the idea behind this is really to sit down with leaders uh, or, or people in the community that that can explain kind of where they've been and how they got there, and, and hear their story. And so, it's just been very interesting so far uh, to sit down. And so, I know with Bobby, it's going to be very interesting. And you know, I've known Bobby for 30 years, and and I've. Uh, watch Bobby go from from one to one end to the other end to where he's at today, and I think his story is going to be very interesting. I think you're listening to, to him walking through this is going to be something that we're going to find fascinating to mm. really ask these questions to. So I just appreciate him coming in and sitting down to kind of share this with us and talk about it. Uh, more than anything else. Absolutely. So excited. Absolutely. Me so, too.
0: Yeah. Bobby, why don't we just start off? Give us a little bit of an idea of what you do at, at Guide IT as the Chief Revenue Officer and uh, what your day-to-day uh, looks like. Okay. Uh, Guide IT is a pro company, mm-hmm. as
2: uh, most people will remember. Uh, Mr. Perot uh, started EDS, sold that to GM, began uh, Pro Systems, sold that to Dell, Um, And a group of about five of the execs that sold to uh, Dell, uh, several of which I know very well, uh, met their stay agreements and non-competes and uh, decided to get the band back together and start um, Guide IT. About six months into that, uh, Ross Perot Jr. called and uh, said, I'd like to get involved with my father's legacy industry. So he bought controlling interest of of Guide IT. He called me up uh, one day and said, things are different now in the IT space. Uh, We were kind of – if you ask someone if they want a a Coke, someone will say, sure, what do you have? Pepsi, Dr. Pepper – well, in IT, when in the '90s and the 2000s, when someone needed a large outsourcing opportunity, you went to IBM, you went to EDS, you went to Pro Systems. They were always so. It was really more of an RFP process. They didn't have that front-end relationship-building, trade show-going uh, type of person. They what they had the deals once there was already a deal to be had. So he called me up and said, well, "We need you to come build um, a sales organization that starts from the front end." So I am responsible for all of the revenue um targets working with the people that um run the business units so um we have two different business units actually three uh with two different leaders and those guys are really great my job i always tell people i've got the greatest job in the world i just got to get them into the room and once they're in the room they've done billion dollar it deals they're, they're so Guide it um is specifically targeted at the smb market um, we're letting the big guys go after the large organizations and we're focusing on the next level down we believe that we're bringing a level of expertise um, to those customers that they would never see um, if they were going to a a smaller firm so
1: um, so I'm in charge of all the the revenue so you really think about the people which is interesting because the whole beginning talking about the relationships and what got you there so when you look at the people today were they there then when you came in, or did you actually have to find the right people then to build that? A team? little
2: both, <clears throat> a little okay. both, and, and as you know, in in my discipline and our discipline, because I think you're a salesman at heart. Uh, you win some, you lose some. They're paid to make you think they can. They're going to work hard and do the job. So we've had people come in, and go, but we've also had people that were not thinking that they could do front end sales with some coaching, say, wait a minute, I kind of like this. I right. can do this. Um, so we've had a little bit of a combination of all three, new, uh, existing, uh, and um, uh, people that were in other parts that came into, came into the part of so, so when
1: you go back and think about where you started, <clears throat> if we go way back, mm-hmm. right? How, how has that influenced the way that you select people or that you've added people to this group to be successful?
2: That's a great question. And, I, and since you've talked, you and I talked, I've been thinking about that. What I realized was uh, I wasn't the greatest student in the world, but I had the ability to bring people together. I had the ability to um, uh, find common ground, uh, bridge people that are having difficulties with each other, that kind of thing. And I realized while I was at EDS on the HR side um, through a very important mentor of mine uh, who said you could sell because people like you. Um, and I, what I realized was I was really good at relationship building. I was really good at um, getting people uh, when the phone rings rather than seeing, oh, it's another salesman saying, oh, it's Bobby, I'd like to talk to him. Um, and that has been what has pushed me through my, my career. Um, I've never been an expert in relocation, which is the first industry I was in. I was never an expert in healthcare analytics which was uh, another industry I was in. And I surely wasn't an expert in IT. I always tell people I can't spell IT if you spot me the letters. But what I can do <laughs> is find people that have a need and match them up with people that can fulfill that need. And that is truly what my role is. And it's been that way through my entire career. Is is uh, I had a, a previous boss say one time I was a polite agitator. That um, I can stay on them and stay on them. And then for some reason, they don't get mad at them. And and uh, and, it, and through that, I've been able to have success
1: along the way. Who do you think influenced you the most? I have today two. Today, to where you're at.
2: I have two huge influences. Uh, the first, and you know this, uh, my father. My father was a uh, – uh, you guys will have to look this up. But he was a cholo from El Paso, Texas, um, and uh, went – Uh, out of pure luck grace of god uh saw my mom playing tennis decided to try out for the tennis team and in the 60s late 50s Cholos don't play tennis in white shorts and uh run around the court and but he ended up becoming number one in the state of texas by the time he was 18 and got a scholarship to utep from there he had an unbelievable uh career and uh and went from uh, Southland, uh, Sharon Williams, to Southland Seven uh, Eleven. For those that don't know, who that is, uh, and then a long run um, with McDonald's, and eventually a supplier to McDonald's, owning a supplier the, to McDonald's, and literally talked to him every day, and I would bounce ideas from him. He was a complete people person. He he's what I what I how where I got it from. Um, incredible negotiator. And uh, so I would always talk to him almost every day. Unfortunately, I lost him completely unexpectedly six years ago. And then on the on the professional side, uh, my first boss, who was a vendor uh, to EDS when I was in relocation and the one that told me, you can sell, come to my side. And um, am I allowed to say his name? Sure. Kelly Please. O'Connor, I uh, yeah. talked to him uh, at least two times, three times a year to this day. Um, and, uh, he just didn't, he had incredible insight into what I could be, uh, when I was 24, 25 years old and, uh, um, gave me an unbelievable opportunity. And, uh, from there, and I, like I said, I still talk to him to this day. So those two, I think Kelly, my my dad was more of the tactical business negotiation. Kelly was more of how do you treat people? Uh, integrity is always honor your word. Uh, not that my dad wasn't that, but that's what Kelly would in- enforce in us is uh, do what you say, say what you do, you know, um,
1: that kind of thing. And and uh, so I value his opinion very, very much. So do you find yourself finding people similar to those individuals or to you?
2: Similar to Those meaning...
1: Your father, Kelly.
2: No, similar to me. Right. I I wouldn't... If you can create relationships, you can go into any industry and sell, is my personal opinion, as long as you've got the people that can actually deliver um, the the services. And uh, so, yeah, I really try to find people that... um, You said something in your last podcast that was so right. We spend more time with the people we work with than our own families in a lot of cases. And if you don't like them, if you can't get along with them how are they going to get other people to get along with them, and how are they going to get other people to want to buy the services that you're trying to to sell? So I, I find that, I look for people that can create
0: um, and sustain relationships with integrity. You know, there was a uh, a quote from you in the press release uh, that Guide IT put out when you joined the company that I really, really liked. You said, Building and fostering relationships both internally among my team and with external partners and customers is my passion. And I think I like that quote so much because. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <think> She's she <laughs> me she <was> over <laughs> going, did, did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> I say that? <laughs> no. that sounds really well, good. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but what resonated to me about that is just as a person that doesn't know anything about IT. I tend to think of IT as not a people-oriented business, right? You you don't often interact with people in IT that are good at interacting with other people, but you're all about people. You're all about relationships. And that really stood out to me as something that's really important to you. Because I'm dealing with the front end. Yeah. I'm dealing
2: with the not the bits and bytes and cloud and, and all that. I'm dealing with, I can trust you. Mm-hmm. I believe you can do what you say you can do. I, I'm not gonna lie. It doesn't hurt to be got IT. Perot company. <laughs> so they, they believe that you can do that stuff too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, see, I'm, I focus on the front end of getting them to get to the point where they say, yeah, I'll listen to your experts. I'll let your experts come in and bid on what we're, we're doing. And that's, that's really, um, to me, the, no, if anybody says they sold something, they're crazy. It takes a village to sell anything. And everyone has their role. And in that process, I happen to be prideful of the front end of that role, but I and I work with peers of mine that love the back end of that role, love the solutioning and the and the modeling and the contracting. That's not what I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it works really, really well to be able to find people that can do other parts of the sales process. Yeah, um, and I, I firmly
0: believe no one sells anything by themselves, not not in the uh, B2B world. I think it takes a lot of different people. Sure, sure. You mentioned the word process in there, which I think is a great natural segue that you mentioned you're the front end of the process, somebody else brings up the back end, but within that front end, just like I think any other area of our lives, Every larger process has lots of mini processes going on <laughs> alongside it, so what kind of processes do you have in your life that kind of orient things for you that that keep you on a trajectory towards success yeah, I think bill is is
2: spot on with this topic here because I personally believe the foundation the the fundamental foundation of consistently consistently delivering in business is process um, i was as I mentioned before, I was fortunate enough to and in three years realize it wasn't for me, Follow my dad to to McDonald's. And uh, literally everything in a McDonald's is a written down process. From mopping the floors to cleaning the fryer to making a burger to closing the store to opening the store is a written down process. And I don't know if you've heard, but people go to Hamburger U and you have to take tests and everything is a process. That's why they consistently deliver what they deliver. You may like it or not like it. But it's always the same. I believe process is the same way in business. If you don't have processes, you're not consistently delivering the product or service that you're selling. So in Guide IT, everything is a process. We have uh, a deal review process. We have a, a deal chasing process. We, everything is written down. Um, we have a model for how we support physician groups. We have a model for how we support hospitals. Um, and we will adapt that model to a, a degree. But we won't sacrifice that model. So we will tell customers, we're not the right one for you because you want us to go to a place that we're typically not willing um, to go to. Not that that's bad. It's just that we, we want to give a consistent um, um, outcome. And the fundamentals of that, to me, is the processes that you, you put around and you hold people accountable. Well, you, your
1: industry, IT, similar to the employment side that we're in, it's very easy to be lumped in as a commodity. Right, So you have to differentiate yourself. Obviously, the Perot name, that's going to help. We know that you built a culture around that, obviously, with the right people. Having the right process, though, of what you live by day in and day out means that that structure is built in. And if you don't follow the process, it will mess things up.
2: No question about I it. I mean, there
1: is no doubt. We, right. we have that happen. Right. I mean, we and you try to live the process, but it still happens. McDonald's is a great example. I love that example because you're 100% right. I mean, that hamburger is made the exact same way. There is a certain amount of ketchup and mustard to go on it. it you know, every the, single time. The floors <laughs> are swept
2: and mopped with right. the exact same process. Right. It, everything is a process. Uh, and that was Ray Kroc's vision. If you've ever seen a movie, he right. did every, He measured on the, the, how far it was from a fryer to this. And I mean, everything was, it was a phenomenal movie. So when you it.
1: think about your process with hiring people mm-hmm. to create that culture, is there a strategy that you have? Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, we have a strategy based on the position that is being looked for because you're right. There is a close tie to what we do and what you do because we do have the staff aug piece to a certain degree. We try very hard to stay away from your business. I need that Perot name. I'm sorry, (laughs) I don't have that. (laughs) We strive very hard to stay away from it because you guys are in a tough business. Right. Um, um, We want more recurring revenue. But when it comes to the the processes for staffing, we will sit down in a room and decide what kind of – in fact, we did this just the other day – figure out what type of person that we need for this role, and I mean type of person, then what skill set. Um, would, would come with this role. And, and then we go out and, and look for those people. One of the great things that we have in our favor is because of the, the size of the EDS Pro network, there's thousands and thousands of people that can't wait to come back to a Guide IT um, to be a pro company again because of the success that they had and the fun that they had. So we can circumvent that process a little bit, but when we don't have somebody that has the pro EDS pedigree, we absolutely decide what type of person are we looking for? Are we looking for the highly intelligent process-driven mentality, uh, not customer-facing personality, or are we looking for um, uh, the uh, very competent customer-facing presentation type um, person? And then we go even deeper into the uh, specific skill sets based on things like, I'm going to bore you, but based on things like the EMR that the hospitals are using or the systems that they're using and
1: that kind of stuff. That's when I don't have to participate. <laughs> so, so you build all of this, but let's take a look at the personal side of things, right? So been married a long time, great, incredible wife, great family, great father. How, has, how does that resonate into your personal life that you find when you start looking at it, thinking about the process that you live?
2: You know, that part of your last podcast was a dagger a little bit to me because I sometimes find myself, if I'm going to be completely honest, much better at that and patient at that at work, than I am at home. Um, as I was listening to you talk about that um, a few weeks ago, um, I, I it definitely falls over. Um, but I can be a lot more uh, flexible, uh, patient. Um, uh, yeah, I think patience is probably the best word at work, and I and I have to catch myself um, at home because I do think those things apply at home just as much as they apply uh at work and uh for whatever reason maybe it's because we're male i don't know uh, i just don't i'm not as good at it i find myself sometimes not being as good at it as at home um as i am at um at the office
1: and and by having that process in place the service that you give to your clients ends up being above everybody else right yeah yeah you've got the right people in place you've profound you're you're Perfected the the process that you're going to roll out, and then that service happens, and it it does kind of go back though to the family as well, doesn't it?
2: And and I'll give you two examples that uh, uh, we joke about. Uh, I get paid to act like I like people, and I do. And when you go to trade show and you got a hi, my name's Bobby, can I tell you about Guide IT? I I get I get paid to do that, and pretty good at it, you know. But when I go to the mall. I'm not interested in <laughs> starting meeting Jimmy in line with me and having a conversation. That's just not you know. And the better example would be: I get paid to talk. I get paid to be on the phone. I get mm-hmm. paid to do presentations. I, when I get home, I, I I don't want to talk. Sometimes I want to just <laughs> chill out. Right? right? I don't. And and that can be frustrating to Amory. That right. well, you talk all day. You get home. You don't want to talk now. I it, it you know. It's just. Um, I, I do it and I'm, and I know I'm okay at it, but when I get home, I sometimes just don't want to do those but, things. But the difference
1: sense? is, no, it absolutely makes <laughs> sense because the difference is when you get home, your process is different. Yes. and And you identify how you have to to do things or to react in order to be successful again with the people that you're around there. So it's just a different environment. Or
2: I would say the process is the same and I choose not to want to do the process (laughs) when I'm at home when I know I should be doing the process. That's what made made me realize in your podcast is that I should – I should be bringing the same level of patience, the same level of coaching, the same level of t- at home, you know. Well, we, we
1: found over the years that when, when something's going wrong, when we feel like something's not right, and if we'll, we'll take a look at it to determine the different sections. Uh, is it the people? Is it our process? Or, or is it the service that there's an issue? And even though we've had years where, boy, it's just a phenomenal year and everything's going fantastic, and then we realize, but there's something doesn't feel right. And you think it's all great, but it's not always about revenue. And when you back up and you take a look, you realize maybe I don't have the right people or I don't have, this isn't right, somehow this changed. All of a sudden, a few people have gone rogue and are doing it a different way. Mm -hmm. Have you had things like that happen? Yeah, specifically Guide IT. Okay. Uh, We,
2: uh, when I first got to Guide IT, we had a product line uh, doing uh, population analytics. And uh, we stuck with it and stuck with it and square peg, round hole. And we and it, it turned out it wasn't the product we were doing. It was the people that we had that were delivering it and taking it in a place that was not what hospitals and health organizations were wanting to buy. And we knew we had to make a change with those, um, with those people. And um, once we made that change, it all of a sudden started working um, again. Um, the, the things that those folks, not wrong, were passionate about, And weren't willing to adapt to were not what the healthcare community was wanting to buy, and uh, we kept trying to force that and spending. And we spent a lot of money until we finally it was like that V eight moment where (laughs) you know we we uh, realized okay we need to make a, a change. The other thing is is that when you have to make a decision like that, and I know you, Bill, so I know how this plays on you. When you have to make a decision like that, it's truly a a failure of us, not of them. Um, uh, I, I I don't take those decisions lightly. We don't take those decisions lightly. But there is, sure, you got the person that breaks company policy. There's no question about it. But when something doesn't work, when it's like that and you have the wrong people, I I, I find that to be a failure on the company's side as much as it is on the employee side. We should have recognized it sooner. We should have brought training earlier. We should have provided more help. There's something we could have done. It's not strictly a failure. of
1: the No. Moment. You're 100% right. We, we had a whole division that we created last year, first quarter. Uh, we spent like a year preparing, writing it out, drafting it, interviewing hundreds of people. Thought we hired all the great people. Um, utter failure. It was just a catastrophe. Uh, and when it was all said and done, it didn't matter, it was my fault. Uh, and I took it on that it was absolutely my fault and, and we had to change and move forward and that's exactly what we did. And mm-hmm. we recognized that it wasn't going to work in our culture, mm-hmm. in our environment, because it just – that model didn't work for us. It's and similar. I know you take that
2: heavily because you're affecting people's lives. Absolutely. And, and it's a, it, it, it's something you can't just wake up one morning and say, oh,
1: they're all gone. Right.
2: It, it's, it's, it's much deeper than that. Um, when you have that feeling,
1: when you're totally uh, – you know, you're so devoted to what we're doing – that your blood, sweat, and tears are in it, that you want it to to be a success. You don't want it to fail. You never want it to fail, right. uh, but it does happen. Mm-hmm. And and so when it does, you have to just recognize that.
2: Yeah, in the pro world, they would call that course correct. The, correct. The, the, you sometimes have to course correct um, on certain things. It may be a whole new course or it may just be a, a tack. You have to, you know, tack one way or the other. In
1: the to, employment side, I would say it was a good hire that went bad.
2: A mm. good hire
0: that went bad. Yeah. Okay. This really yeah. seems to drive home almost just the idea that you can't separate the you know the people aspect from the process aspect right that it's it's people carrying out process you know and so there's there you can't separate them at all they're they're so thoroughly linked um and that's really interesting to me so just hearing you talk about this I'm curious just how you feel like you've grown and matured as a leader in terms of putting the right people into the right process you know over the years how do you feel like you've you've really grown in that area I I would say
2: that I have learned more from my failures than from my successes. Sure. I, I I think that I've grown by uh and we used to always say this about Billy Boy being an entrepreneur is a kind of chips are all in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's and I've always been more of a builder than a maintainer. I could never work at EDS. I could never work at GM and and just be I, I like building. And I think because of that, you have to have a certain level of risk or entrepreneurial spirit. I don't have the risk entrepreneurial spirit that a Bill Casco does or that a Ross Perot did. But I still have the that, that spirit in me mm-hmm. and and I think being willing to take the risks on either a person or a process or a product line um, is, is as important as successfully doing one because you probably are going to have to do three or four before you get the right one.
1: Well, you know? and, and speaking <laughs> of that, um, an example, have you ever had a client who you went to and, and did your proposal of what you thought they needed or what they wanted and they went – uh, no. Living that right now. <clears throat> uh, well, uh, I just opened up a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, okay. We
2: have uh, a, a deal that is the biggest, could, would be the biggest deal in the company's history. Um, uh, and it. I thoroughly believe we put together an unbelievably compelling um, proposition for them, um, both financially and, and service-wise. And... We can't get over the hump that we're a new company in their eyes, even Mm. though we've got the pro pedigree, even though we have the executives, even though we have the CEO that ran the largest division of pro, they can't get over the hump of our size compared to theirs. And it's really frustrating. It is, it is um, really frustrating.
1: And we've been there. And I will tell you that is something that we fight with when we go up against a Fortune 500 company. And we have all the same tools and we can offer everything the same. And we know our proposition is going to be better. And we always like to revert back to Herb Kelleher. And we like to say, well, we're going to miss you. Mm-hmm. And we move on. Mm-hmm. And we don't look back at it, yeah, uh, because someone out there needs us, right? And we're not going to be treated like a commodity, right? Uh, and right. so <clears throat> you have to get over that, right?
2: And in this case, they, they haven't treated us badly. It's right. just that they've said I, the, the decision maker, has said I can't, I, I can't put my, you know, one of the lies our CEO says is no one's been fired for hiring IBM. So if in his role he if it goes bad, well, we hired IBM. If it goes bad, well, we hired this company <laughs> right so um uh it's you know but it's 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 frustrating that you know you're the best thing for them uh and uh and you can't get that deliver that message you don't in in, in this discipline, you don't always win you know right. you you you're just, you lose, too. But there's things, going back to your question, there's things from this experience that I know is going to make us a better company. I know it's going to improve things uh, and change our pitch in some areas um, and change our delivery in some areas because of the feedback that we've gotten through this four-month period of dealing with this particular
1: um, opportunity. Sometimes you learn more I, of what not to do. Right? I agree. And and I know I did mm-hmm. when I got into this industry. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, I had a great Area to work in a great company to work for when I got into it, but I learned a lot of what not to do.
2: I agree. Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. And part of a, a, a big part of that is, and and you're right. I like your Herb Kelleher statement. Same thing with Perot. Right. We, we're not going to beg anybody, and we're not going to sell our soul, and we're not going to lose money. And we'll find someone who cares about what we can deliver and move on. And sure. uh, it's just when you're right there to grab it and it just
0: slips away, you know, like uh, it's just uh, harder. But again, you learn from it. Right. I agree. So we'll come to the third pillar here uh, and that's service. And I really like that the third pillar is service just because um, if you told me, you know, okay, there's people, there's process. And the last word starts with S. I might think strength or something like that, but it's service, which I think is really great because it almost turns everything on its head a little bit and asks What can we do? You know, what am I doing for others? How am I looking outward? You know, out from myself and seeking to serve others. How has that manifested yourself? Both manifested itself for you, both in business, but also in your personal life. Uh, I love this part. Um, This
2: part, I'm going to give complete credit to my beautiful wife. She's there's a her nickname is Saint Riri. Her friends call her Saint Riri. Uh, She's instilled that in me in my personal life um we are very involved with a lot of things um we share our gifts with a lot of different organizations uh uh, my wife volunteers at the church which most of the time automatically volunteers me at the church (laughs) um she uh, works two days a week volunteering at the children's hospital it's instilled in our kids um uh, our kids are very, um, uh, active in giving. My middle son is, uh, uh, leading the, uh, uh, the giving foundation for his fraternity at school, which is an awesome thing for me. It's a, it's a very important thing to my, um, family that we, we give back. So we're very, very active. And in some cases, I get frustrated that we were too much involved in stuff. <laughs> uh, and then at work, uh, it's a, a huge thing in the Perot culture. Um, to give back, and our company um, is very involved with the North Texas Food Bank. Um, uh, next year, each of the members of the E.L.T. have to sponsor a um, uh, a uh, community event um, each quarter. Mm. Um, we uh, so it's it's a big part of of the Perot uh, culture. Most people, <laughs> Bill knows, but most people. Uh, know maybe a percent of what Mr. Perot did in this world Mm. for others and uh, um, because he didn't want anything out there. He didn't care for that recognition. Um, It's a huge part of the Guide IT um, culture and it's a huge part of our CEO's desire to be a part of of giving back. I I think it's a great example um, for the employees that work with you to see that that is an important aspect to who you are as a company. And, uh, um, I, yeah, so
1: it's a big... You know, you talked about your dad. You talked about Kelly being uh, kind of mentors mm-hmm. for you. Today, do you have someone that you mentor? Is there someone that you feel like you're, you're close with, that you're helping to grow in a, in a way, kind of giving back?
2: Oh, yeah. I've got, uh, you mean as far as uh, underneath, underneath me? Or maybe, or, oh, yeah, 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 underneath yeah, yeah. or next to you or someone? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, no, I've yeah. got uh, four or five of. Uh, in fact, one of them just left for Southwest Airlines. He just left our company and that wasn't a bad thing. I think he thought it was going to be a bad thing, but he got an opportunity and and I think it's great that he um that he's taken that. But yeah, I I I'm very involved with um uh, my son's uh, company is a young company um uh, he works for a fraternity brother of mine and uh they're all young and vibrant it kind of reminds me of this environment here mm-hmm. with all the young folks um and there's two of them that uh particularly on the sales side where we were helping them um with things like setting up uh, salesforce setting up their call tree all, all of those kind of things um and then sometimes it's just an ear on a bad day right. uh, or a, a deal that they didn't get and and uh so, yeah, I, I do have um, quite a few. And then, as you know, our, our extended friends all have kids now that are starting to work. That's right. So, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I get those phone calls uh, as well. You're a and consultant that, after
1: hours um, when you didn't realize yeah. it, too. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah. So I have a lot of that as well. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, the the, the the service portion of it is interesting, I think, when we think about what we do outside of this, I don't even call it 8 to 5 anymore, but the day-to-day. And and I do think you're right about the friends and and someone that knows someone that says, hey, do you have a moment to speak with them? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting for me to look at it now today and go, you actually want to hear what I have to say?
2: I was about to say the same thing. <clears throat> wow. We're That's all of a sudden old and gray hair. Wait a minute. Because my kids don't We're care old what I have to say.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No. They, they could care less. Right, uh, right, But it's interesting. Their friends do. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And they want to listen. And And then all of a sudden it sinks in that... I'm old. But I also feel like it was just yesterday we were playing competitive softball
2: together when we could run.
1: Right. It doesn't seem like it was 25 years ago. You know,
2: I I still in my mind feel like a kid. You know, I still feel young. But, yeah, it's been a long time.
1: Is this your dream job right now? Dream
2: job? No, I want to win the lottery and coach a high school baseball team for free. That's what I – That's your dream job. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would love to – no dream job. I would say, uh, from a dream job, no. Um, it, it, do I thoroughly enjoy what I am doing? Yes. Am I happy with where I'm at? Absolutely. Um, I love who I work with. I love who I work for. Um, You're in um, your element, but you can't right? tell me that your dream job is to be in your dream job right. is to be in uh, staffing. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I wanted to make sure of that because no, i No, it's to... a tiki hut in the Caribbean selling suntan lotion. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. as soon as
1: I can figure out how to make it happen, I'm there, baby. Unless I could be Mark Cuban, then maybe that would be a dream job. Well, I, speaking of Mark Cuban, <laughs> last week I asked him to come on the show. Oh, yeah. He didn't call me. So I know. No. He's uh, busy watching Luca and sitting next he, to Derek. He, I guess and, so. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think you're right, though. I think they're. There's a thing about when you're in your element, though. And mm-hmm. right now you're you're it's yes, your time.
2: Yes, that I would agree with. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was the right place, right time. You know, it's been a it's been a four year run. So, Great. couple one one thing before we kind of wrap up. Yeah. Uh, last two guests on our show, <clears throat> both somehow get free hotel rooms. Is there anything you get for free? Like do you do you have like a special thing that we don't know about? Like you go somewhere and they wash your car for free, or do you get free hotel rooms? I get free hotel, hotel I, rooms. You do get free hotel rooms? I'm well, oh, Hoping you do too. Why do you get free hotel rooms? Points. Oh yeah, that, I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah. All right. I hope. All right. Yeah. Do I get free? Um, we, we had uh, Scott Lowe with five G, who's designed the I Omni Hotel. I can get hotel. out of jail for free. There. Well, you can. Every, yeah. So we all you. have a good connection <laughs> with that. Yeah. Uh, but that's I'm sort sure, of an inside joke yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm even though we, we're still going to have to pay somebody. Uh, <laughs> but Scott Lowe designed the Omni Hotel and, and Virgin Hotel. Till was telling us, oh yeah, you should negotiate free hotel rooms. I mean, last weekend, uh, apparently, the uh, richest family in Morocco, and owns all the hotels, uh, gets free hotels also. So I figured, well, I don't know. Maybe Bobby has a hookup here also and it'd be crazy if he had it. Well, I, no, I don't, I don't have a hookup or okay. anything. Right. Uh, free other than bail bonds. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I said, even that's going to cost you. <laughs> There's a story there that I feel like you Sandy needs to be off for. Yeah, probably so needs uh, to stay uh, right there. Doesn't <laughs> <it>? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for uh, for doing this, Bobby. Thank you so much for being here. It's been really, really awesome getting to know you a little bit better and getting to hear a little bit more about how people process service works in your day-to-day life and then also in your your professional career. So this has been an absolute pleasure.
1: Uh, It's been great, Bobby. Really appreciate it. I appreciate
0: the invite and uh, look forward to supporting whatever you guys do.
1: So next week we have uh, Jan Murfield, who is the president of Junior Achievement. So excited to have her come on. And then hopefully Mark Cuban. Right? So we're going to keep asking. Yeah. Somebody keep out there. It out there. Hashtag Mark Cuban. Get him out there. Let's get him on here. Uh, like I said, I, I would love to get him on here. Just I don't want his money. I just want to talk. I would love to hear the story of, of the Cube. Do you know him or been connected to him? Well, we have a connection, but I've okay. been threatened by my family not to bring it up. Probably. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, Bobby. Yeah. Appreciate it Thank very you, much. Ma'am. Yeah, appreciate it. it very much.
0: And Bill, we'll do it next week. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, so much for checking out this episode of People Process Service, a podcast by Frontline Source Group. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, go find People Process Service. Subscribe to make sure you always get the latest episodes. We will be back with another episode next week, but until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.
1: Produced by Autovita Studios.